0: get the mic. Honey, i got something to uh, say. Uh, ooh, I like that. Can you uh, turn that up No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up? What's up? It's your girl Maj and we are back with another episode of Ag Marge the podcast where I am spilling all the real tea. Get your pen and paper ready because you got some homework. I got some homework for you. I need a couple of favors from y'all. Are you listening? You got your pen and paper ready? First when you listen to the podcast, please, please, please be sure to leave me a nice rating and review. I would appreciate that so, so, so much. I'm trying to get these reviews up, these ratings up. um, And I post the reviews to my social media. So if you got something good to say, please leave me a five star rating and write me a really good review. Tell me how you really feel. Um, And secondly, vote, vote, vote. Help me to share the true, authentic, and powerful stories of Black women across the world through my podcast. Vote Ag Smajda Podcast for the 2020 of Podcast Awards by visiting www.podcastawards.com and nominating Ag Smajda Podcast for the People's Choice Award and the Entertainment Award. Voting ends July 31st. So support, support, support. Please, 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 with a cherry on top. Um, you can also keep up with the campaign on all of my social media platforms. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are both at AxeMajaPodcast, And Twitter is at Axe the Pod. Axe Pod, excuse me. So, yes, yeah, so vote, vote, vote. Good news! Axe Podcast was featured in an article by the DMV Daily. Uh, it was called 10 Black Podcasts You Should Listen To. And the secret is... I wrote it. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, I am also a writer and journalist for um, a DMV media outlet, a digital media outlet called the DMV Daily, um, that I write for. And so, I did an article on ten black podcasts you should listen to. Just trying to support, you know, fellow black podcasters. You know, we're already, you know, misrepresented in the media industry. And It's just so exciting to see um you know a lot of these podcasts emerge and know that they are black led black owned black created all of that good stuff black directed so i had to do an article um about us for us um so shout out to all the other podcasts that were also featured uh you got horatio radio human blacks one thousand jumpers the lituation room good taste bad grammar the game is on game of faith The Culture University, and Three Keys on a Pod. So make sure you go and listen to all of those podcasts. And if you'd like to check out the article, it is on the DMVDaily.com. And it's called 10 Black Podcasts You Should Listen To. I Major Podcast was also featured on a Feedspot blog, Top 20 Black Woman Podcasts You Must Follow in 2020. Um, and you can find the blog at blog.feedspot.com. So super excited for all of this press, 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 press. press. Um, and yes, shout out to the DMV Daily just for this opportunity as a writer and for the opportunity to spotlight other black podcasts. Um, and shout out to Feedspot for um, featuring Maja on that amazing list. So, yes, we are moving up, moving forward, and we are progressing so excited. So, Maj moment of the day. I saw this tweet, um, maybe like last week or the week before that. It doesn't matter. Um, but it really, really resonated with me. Um, and the young lady, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she said something along the lines of, do you know how frustrating it is to have so many ideas in your head, Um that you want to execute, or something along those lines. Um, just, just so many things you want to execute, but you—it's frustrating that you can't do it all at once. Th- those were kind of along the lines of, of what the tweet said, and it really, really resonated with me because I think I struggle with this, and a lot of other people struggle with this. It's like you have so many things that you want to do, so many things you want to accomplish, um, so many ideas that you ha- that you want to bring to life—businesses, ventures, like all of that good stuff—and um, it's frustrating because you want to do everything at once, but you, but you, you can't. Um, and, and I struggle with that. And like I said, I think a lot of people struggle with this as well. So my March moment of the week is master one thing before moving to the next. So I say that to say, I think it's wonderful to have, you know, all of these ideas and all of these things that you want to get started and so on and so forth. But if you try to do too many things at once, then it becomes less quality, right? So you want to think quality over quantity and not the other way around. So I, I say, you know, try to master one thing before you move to the next. Get one thing down, focus on one thing, focus on, you know, accomplishing that thing, fulfilling your goals for that one thing, making it to be the best that it can possibly be, and then moving on to something else. Like, make sure that you are extremely confident in that one thing and then move on to something else. Um, and that way, I feel like you can of build your capacity um you can see kind of like how you work um and how you can add more things onto your plate by doing one thing at a time um but like i said yeah if you try to do too many things at once it can become frustrating and um you know you kind of notice a lot a loss of quality like there's not much quality because you're doing so many things at once versus if you put your focus on one thing you can really invest in that thing Um, work towards whatever goal you're trying to fulfill, so on and so forth. So Maj moment is to master one thing before moving to the next. Um, And I promise, like I said, the more you grow, the more you progress, the more you you build, uh, you'll begin to learn a lot more about yourself and your capacity and how much you can take on. um, And it helps when moving on to the next level. And, you know, if you focus on one thing, there are a lot of lessons that you can learn by building that one thing that you can take over. Um, into your next business venture or idea or creation or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, you can kind of take those lessons into the next thing that you start so that you won't make those same mistakes again. So, again, master one thing before moving to the next. Yes, for today's, speaking of mastering one thing and new ideas and new businesses, today's sm- small black-owned business shout-out goes to UC Bins, founded by Jacile Elder. The key is not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Stephen Covey. As we continue to fight through adverse times, we must remember the vision. Although the road often changes, the vision remains the same. Jocelyn is selling an ebook of daily affirmations to help you remain intentional in your life. You can go slow, allow your dreams and goals to change, but live an intentional life. Kumail Nan- Nani Johnny. Ooh, ciao! I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. <laughs> That's the quote in the book. You can find a checklist, a mind map, and other valuable tools to retain positive messages. How do affirmations work? We are surrounded every day by negative messages from the world around us, the media, our family, and even w- and even well-meaning friends can impose limiting beliefs on on us that greatly diminish our belief that anything is possible these limiting beliefs are continually repeated to us throughout our childhood and well into adulthood uh, adulthood and ultimately how we end up defining ourselves and who we are and what we can accomplish What you talk and think about the most, as well as the kind of beliefs you hold on to, is what you ultimately attract in your life. Positive thinking attracts positive experiences and outcomes, while negativity negativity attracts more negativity. The ebook is $10 and can be found at UCBenz.com. That's the letter U, the letter C, and Benz is spelled B-E-N-Z.com. Go and support a Black-owned business. Buy Black. And his Instagram is UC underscore Benz. So that's at UC underscore Benz. That is his IG. So yes, make sure you go and support a black-owned business. And if you'd like your business to be shouted out, uh, please send me an email at agsmajmedia at gmail.com or you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram at agsmajapodcast or on Twitter at agsmajapod. Um, I am all about supporting black owned businesses. So, woo chow, woo chow moment of the day. Jada finally brought herself to the red table and did what needed to be done. Uh and she talked about her entanglement with August Alcina. Okay. So let's get into my overall thoughts about the interview. Um, and then I'll, I'll break it down a little bit. Excuse me, about the Red Table Talk, not the interview. We did the interview already. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts about the Red Table Talk. First of all, Jada is fine oh my god she looks so good jada is oh child i mean i see i see why these men is acting the way they act because jada is fine honey um oh child i just she looks so good like shout out to you jada like send me all the regiments because oh my gosh she looks so good shout out to jada just for looking good just i don't even need you to talk just sit there just sit there so i can look at you she looks so good shout out to jada just for looking so amazing um So first, I cannot tell if Jada was trying to be politically correct or she just felt uncomfortable. Um, saying relationship when when she used entanglement instead. And then, you know, if you watch the interview, Will had to kind of bring it out of her and say, like, you know, what did you do? And and then she kind of said relationship. So I thought that was a little weird. Uh, The new information is that, you know, Jada and Will were separated at the time, which we did not know. Um, They were separated when her and August had the relationship um, or entanglement, whatever you like to call it. And that this actually happened four years ago, which was also new to me. Um, so it does make me question why he went into detail about their relationship that happened four years ago. Um, and Jada also said that they, they had not spoken since. So it's like, why are we bringing this up now? Like, can you imagine, you know, not talking to or hearing from your ex for four years and then four years later they openly discuss y'all's relationship in a public interview and you found out on social media? Like, I I would be a little bit confused too. Um... So, so yeah, that that was a little strange. I did watch this interview, um, with Angela Yee. This interview on Instagram Live with Angela Yee and the Jasmine brand. Um, and Angela Yee was saying Angela Yee was saying that you know August. The reason why I guess he kind of went into details because uh, he was trying to clear it up. You know, he said I guess there were a lot of people who were calling him a homewrecker and you know so on and so forth that he you know. Wreck Jaden Will's home, so on and so forth. And so he, that was his way of like clearing things up. So I guess that's why he went into detail about it. Um, okay, I mean, I, I, I can, I guess I can understand that. Um, but I also feel like, you know, again, you know, you're entitled to your truth, you know, you're entitled to speaking your truth. Uh, but for but for me, I think, you know, the question to ask is who deserves that truth? You know what I mean? Like, If you know the truth, if Jada knows the truth, if Will knows the truth, if all parties involved know the truth, why do people on social media need to know the truth? Why does the world need to know the truth? Um, And there's no right or wrong answer. I think it's just about what you believe in, you know, and what's important to you. And for him, it was important for him to speak his truth publicly uh, so that people you know, could understand what really happened. But the thing about it is, and and I think about it, like regardless if you tell the truth or not, or you speak the truth or not, people are still going to believe what they want to believe. People are still going to say what they want to say. So again, it's, it's, it's about what's important to you and what you feel is important to, I guess, spill spill to the public. Um, but other than that, I still stand on what I said in, in the previous episode. I think, you know, again, August got, got himself way too caught up in Jada. Um, and he ended up getting his feelings hurt when she went back to will, Um, so, so I, I can see how, you know, if they were separated, I can definitely see how August maybe thought that they were going to be way more serious, um, than they actually were. You know, it's kind of like, well, they're separated and, you know, maybe they plan on getting a divorce. So maybe, you know, this could really be a thing. I can definitely see how, um, you know, he, he came to that conclusion. Um, Jada explained that, you know, on the red table talk that, you know, um, she got with August because... Um, you know, she wanted to feel good. So I feel like, you know, from there, she kind of knew it, it wasn't going to be a serious thing, only a fling. And my thing is, I feel like that was kind of whether, whether or not, you know, she got with Will or not. I think it was kind of still going to always be a fling. Like she just wanted to feel good. She was trying to fill a void. Um, and I think in this situation, it sucks for August because he, he felt for her in the, in, in that moment. He felt for her in that relationship, Um, I also love how she kind of cleared up the whole permission thing, you know, when, when August talked about, you know, how Will Smith gave him his, you know, quote unquote blessing, she clarified, uh, on the red table talk that, you know, I'm the only person who can give myself permission, you know, who can give myself the power, you know, to have permission over what I do, who I date, who I get into entanglements with. So, I mean, shout out to her for, for saying that, um. And she mentioned that August may have misperceived the conversation that he and Will had, which is what I kind of talked about in the previous episode. I said I did believe that, you know, maybe Will did give him his blessing. But now that Jada kind of said, oh, well, maybe, you know, he misperceived it. I can see the conversation of being, you know... Yeah, do what you want. We're not together. Because, you know, Will, they they admitted that they weren't together. They were separated at the time. And from from the conversation, from the red table talk, they made it seem like they had no intentions on getting back together. Will was like, you know, I was I was done with you. You know, and I I didn't see myself ever speaking to you again. So I can see maybe August and Will having a conversation. Will, like, yeah, do what you want. Like, I don't care. We're not together, kind of thing. And maybe August took that as like, you know, Will gave me his blessing, which is what I talked about in the last episode. Like maybe he did misperceive it. Um, you know, we'll never know what 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 they what they talked about, what that conversation consisted of. Um, so you know, of course, now knowing that her and Will were separated at the time, um, like I said, I think that maybe. What August heard, you know, he kind of took that and maybe he implied that Will, you know, kind of gave him his blessing. Um, and he he kind of really, you know, didn't really care what they do, what they did. It's just like, you know, we're not together. Do what you want. Um, and like I said, Will mentioned that you know he was done with Jada and you know that he thought that they were never speaking speak again. So the question arose on social media about cheating. You know, did was it cheating? You know, did did Jada cheat on Will? And so this was this was kind of tough. I read through a lot of, you know, the opinions and, you know, what people had to say on social media. And in this case, I'm going to say no. First of all, I see how and and you know why people said she did cheat considering she was still married to Will. However, from my understanding or from what I got from the interview, both Will and Jada uh, both admitted to not having intentions on getting back together. So I I know that, you know, when you're married, you got to be separated for some time in order to get a divorce. So my thing is, you know, if they were separated with the intent to get a divorce and no intent to get back together, then I wouldn't necessarily consider it cheating. I I do believe that, you know, if I was in that situation, whether as August or Jada, I would not get myself entangled (laughs) in, in that kind of situation. I think, you know, poor August saw the possibility of him and Jada, um really becoming a thing, and jada just wanted to quote unquote feel good on top of that i'm not getting involved with anyone romantically who is married, separated or not honey show me the papers, and my thing is you know on jada's end, I just would not put myself in a position to you know get serious or fall in love with someone else while i'm separated and not divorced like I still have a whole husband at home, um and you know that's just me that's just me I just I, I just don't see that happening. I think to just to avoid any, you know, issues or complications or confrontation, like, let me make sure I'm completely and fully divorced before I jump into something serious later because I think August thought it was a, a tad bit more serious than Jada was. Like, that. that's kind of... Than Jada did. Um, that's kind of my take from that. Um, I had a com- an interesting conversation with one of my friends. I, w- I went to lunch with one of my friends this weekend. Um, and, uh she kind of mentioned, she said, you know, um, if you are married to someone for that long, you know, thinking of Jada and Will, and you know, you're truly in love with that person, you know, if there is a possibility that you two could get back together, no matter how mad or upset you are. Um, and I thought that was, that was really interesting. I, I've, I've never had that experience. Obviously, obviously, I've never been married, let alone being in a relationship for for that many years. But it was an interesting point. Like, so she kind of alluded to the fact that, like, you know, Jada knew, you know, no matter how mad she was at Will or whatever, that there was some one percent of a possibility that that, you know, her and Will could get back together. So I'm like, I don't know, that, that's a really good point. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. Like I said, they definitely implied that, you know, they had no intentions on getting back together, and, you know, they, they didn't even think they were ever going to speak again. And, and I like I said, I also understand that you do have to be separated for a while before you get a divorce. So I don't know, maybe, maybe she knew, you know, they were going to get back together, and, you know, at that time she just was using August as a, you know, void filler or whatever, whatever, And, you know, it just sucks because August was left with the short end of the stick and Jada has somebody to go back to. So, I don't know. Very interesting point. Another thing that kind of came up was was the trauma behind it. So, there was a lot of talk, uh, you know, about Jada and August bonding over trauma. And in my opinion, I think that's very common for people to bond and create relationships, you know, over trauma. I think... You know, both of them were going through a lot personally, um, and they kind of bonded over, you know, their personal struggles. And like I said, I think it's, I think it's normal. I think it happens all the time. Uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes the works work, and um, sometimes they don't. Unfortunately, unfortunately, though, this was one of those times where it didn't work. Um, I do believe there are a lot of couples who meet, fall in love, you know, and bond over, you know, past trauma or current circumstances. And they, they do work it out for the better. Um, but then, you know, and sometimes those are the most amazing love stories when people, you know, when two people kind of heal each other. Um, but but in some cases, it, it doesn't always work out like that. And that's, I think, what we saw with August and Jada. So, yeah, poor August. I think he he really fell for this thing. And, you know, he just knew he was he he was about to be on the come up with Jada and Sis, sis stepped out. Sis was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm out." Um, <laughs> but anyway, another thing I, I, I saw on social media, a lot of people talked about was that you know they felt Will Smith was still hurt by it from the interview, um, and I, I didn't get that. I didn't get. I didn't get that Will Smith was still hurt from from the situation or, or from the interview. Um, If anything, I would say, you know, maybe his attitude or aura demeanor kind of gave me that like maybe Jada like dragged him on to the red table um, and maybe he didn't want to be there. And I mean, that could also speak to the fact that it was only like 12 minutes. And I know her episodes are are way longer than that are typically much longer than that. Um, and maybe he just didn't want to be there, you know, but I didn't get hurt from him. I'm like, okay, well maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Cause I, I just didn't get that. Um, and then I, you know, I always think of all the different scenarios. Maybe he just having a bad day or maybe they just got an argument before they did the show. I, I don't know, but I just didn't get hurt from him. But like I said, maybe I need to just, you know, watch it again and, and play, pay close attention. But other than that, I think it wasn't as juicy as I expected it to be because Jada kind of admitted to, you know, the same thing. August said, I think their stories match. I think the only thing that may have been a discrepancy was that, you know, August said that Will gave him his blessing. And, again, that just could have been a misperception. So, I mean, hey, I guess that's that's the end of that. Um, Chad, but y'all know they done took this word, entangled, entanglement, and ran with it. And Black Twitter is off the chain, completely undefeated. But, anyway, in other news... Charlemagne the God is getting his own show on Comedy Central. Details are still being worked out, but the new series will be a weekly half hour focus on current events and cultural issues. In an interview with Vulture, he said, I want to talk about the things that can actually impact somebody's life. In a real way. The things that can actually help move the culture forward. And on his IG caption he said. God is really great to me. Blessed black and highly favored forever. So shout out to Charlemagne for finally getting his own show. And now you know speaking of like the breakfast club. I wonder if he's. Um, going to leave or not. And I know he's mentioned it a couple of times before. Um, I know that all of them have kind of mentioned it, that some of their contracts were getting ready to be up and um, that they were kind of thinking about uh, leaving the Breakfast Club. So I wonder, you know, what's going to happen um, after that. And then also the Breakfast Club, speaking of the Breakfast Club, they were they are nominated for uh, National Radio Hall of Fame induction. So that's pretty exciting. Shout out to DJ Envy, uh, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne. And speaking of leaving um, a talk show, Tamara Maori just announced that she is leaving the real, that is crazy, first, you know, Amanda Seals, well, really first was Tamar, but she didn't really leave, I think she kind of got kicked off, but Amanda Seals left, and she just announced hers, her, you know, departure, maybe like a month, a month ago, I don't even know if it was that long, and now here comes Tamara Maori, um, saying that she's leaving as well, so, um, in in the IG caption, she posted on IG, she said, For seven years, my home and my heart has been at the rail. The friendships that I've made there will last a lifetime, and the people that I've had the blessing to interview have changed my life for the better. I'm so proud of what all the ladies and I have accomplished there, including two well-deserved NAACP Image Awards and a Daytime Emmy. However, all good things must come to an end, and it's with a bittersweet smile that I announce that I am moving on from the rail. To my fellow host, I love you, I will miss you, and I will always be there. Thank you for teaching me, supporting me, and loving all of me. Sisters, forever. I'll be rooting for you as I look forward to spending more time with my family, pursuing amazing new opportunities, and embarking on the next chapter of my life. So shout out to Tamara for making this bold new move. And at this point, like I said, I wonder where, you know, what direction the real will will go in now. Taymod on left, Amanda Stills on left, left. And um now Tamara. So who's left? Lonnie, Gina, G I don't how do you pronounce is it Gina or Gina Je- Jeannie or Gina? I think it's Jeannie. Jeannie, and then you got Adrian. So I don't know if they're gonna, you know, bring on two two new hosts or is are gonna cut the show. But if y'all looking for another host, uh ask Marsh, okay? Cause I'm I'm available. <laughs> I am available. Put me on the show, honey, because I got something to say. Um but yes, again, shout out to Tamara um, for making that bold new move and just pursuing other opportunities and doing what's in her best interest. So moving on, new music. Uh, okay. <laughs> so YG just released... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't sometimes with Hollywood, especially black Hollywood. Uh, YG just released a cover for his new single, Swag. And on the cover... He is dressed as Kohler Kaepernick, um, and supposedly it's supposed to pay homage. So in in the cover, he's kneeling with this jersey, and he has this big afro, and he has these two cheerleaders in the in behind him who are also kneeling. And it's a no for me. Like I don't, absolutely not. I no, I no, no, just. Y'all yeah, yeah, remember on Get Out when a lady was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. No, no, I, just no, absolutely not. And I just, that, no, I, I, I don't even have, I don't have any other words except no. I just absolutely not. That was a terrible, terrible, I don't, no, just, just no. I, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a no for me. Um another exciting news uh chris brown announces that his 10th studio album will be called breezy uh he hasn't given out any additional details but i am definitely excited for that um hopefully he takes a little bit, bit little bit back to his roots because chris the, the pop is a lot for me i i need the yo's you know that graffiti that hurt you know that that real good r&b soul mixed with a little bit of pop but this this you know you can even take me back to the deuces days but you know fame fame days I, I i can deal with that but th- this 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 new pop age is not let's just take it back a little bit so i don't know we'll, i'm excited for that we'll see uh what he has in store for us so i know summer walker just dropped her new ep uh life on earth Ah, uh, i it was okay i think it was it was it was okay i think i mean i could have done without it i don't it wasn't terrible but I I didn't need that that EP. Uh, my favorite songs on that uh, on the EP were White Tea and Deeper. Uh, but I definitely think she had a couple of bomb li- bomb lines. But overall, I just I thought the music was a bit redundant. Like it seemed like every song kind of sounded the same. Um, and and she already makes slow music, which I love, you know, because that's her. She's she's the she's the artist you listen to when you're in your feelings about bae. Um And and I love that. But I think this one was just. It, it it was it was it was a bit redundant. Like every song just kind of sounded the same. Like I think White T and Deeper kind of gave me a little bit different feels, and White Tea had a little bop to it. But other than that, mm, it was okay. It was okay. Still uh, you know, Summer. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to uh, Snow Allegra's album, uh, but I plan to get into that this week. And please, y'all, stop dropping music just for, like, a week or two because I need to get caught up. I I can't, like, I can't digest. I still haven't learned all the words to Tiana Taylor's album because it's too much. Like, every time an album comes out, I feel like I need to listen to it. Like, I I need to digest it so I can talk about it and and I can feel it. But I I can't do that with everybody dropping music at the same time. Give me a break. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, I am loving all of this black girl magic that's been happening. Uh, We are way above average, making history, beating the odds, and defying all limitations. So, Javicia Leslie, uh, she's 33. She's a Hampton graduate. Shout out to all the HBCUs. And she's from PG County, uh, which is in Maryland, for all of you who don't know. Um, She was cast as the new lead role for Batwoman um and is scheduled to return in January and she is taking over the role from actress Ruby Rose and will become the first black actress to play Black Batwoman in a live action TV or film production. And get this, Leslie was also a former Miss Hampton University so shout out to all the campus queens. Um and she also played in several TV series including MacGyver, Chef Julian and Prototype. Um and she was also a, she also starred in BET series uh, The Family Business and the CBS series, God Friended Me. This is what she said in her caption. Um, no, no, this was in an interview, my apologies. She said, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join the groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community. So shout out to Javicia, yes girl. Um, next on my list is Miss Joy Reed. Joy Reid just took over the 7 p.m. spot on MSNBC. Um, She's taking over Chris Matthews' spot. Um, And this makes her cable's first black woman primetime anchor. Um, The show is set to begin July 20th. Um, It's based in D.C. Shout out to D.C. again. Called The Readout. Um, And it will feature one-on-one conversations with politicians and newsmakers while addressing provocative political issues both inside and outside of the Beltway. Um, She used to host NBC's weekend talk show, A.M. Joy, and worked as a correspondent and hosted the afternoon show, The Read Report on MSNBC. She said in an interview, I am honored and thankful for this opportunity. I'll always be proud of the work we did on A.M. Joy, by pushing the envelope and tackling pragmatic conversations. I am eager to carry that same energy into the 7 p.m. hour where we can continue to build on bringing in diverse, smart, and accomplished voices to the table on topics that are important to our viewers. viewers. So, again, shout out to Joy Reid. And last but not least miss bozomo saint john netflix just named bozomo as the as its new chief marketing officer making her the first black woman top executive as the at the world's largest streaming entertainment company um she replaces the former ceo jackie lee joe um and she transitions to netflix from uh entertainment and talent agency endeavor uh, where she was the head of marketing since 2018. Uh, She also has over 20 years years of experience in branding and marketing, um, and she used to work at Uber, Apple, Pepsi, and more. She said in an interview, I'm thrilled to join Netflix, especially at a time where storytelling is critical to our global societal well-being. I feel honored to contribute my experience to an already dynamic legacy and to continue driving engagement in the future. So shout out to all those three ladies uh, who are making history by being the first black woman in their particular industries and it's just so exciting to see more black women on the front lines of media and entertainment because, first of all, we're already misrepresented in in entertainment um, and in media and then we're negatively portrayed. Like, we're always allowed ratchet, angry black women Um, and to see these women stepping up and making a change and uh, making progress and putting their foot down in these industries is like, wow, 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 wow. And becoming first. Like we are truly, truly making history. And as a black woman in the podcast space, it's so exciting, um, that these types of women, um, are leading the way for women like me, um, to have a path forward. So I'm so excited for them. Um, so yeah, definitely go check them out, wish them well, and, uh, make sure you watch the readout Batwoman. Um, and keep up with Bozomo St. John. So that's your dose of Maj for today. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you on the Let next one. Let me get episode. the mic. Honey, i got something to uh, say. Uh, oh, I like that. Uh, Can you turn that up for uh, 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 hey. uh, uh, me? Hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> X Marsh.